once again, without going into trying to do something, be some way, notice what's happening already. How is this moment? How does the body feel? Comfortable, uncomfortable, warm, cool, somewhere in the middle? How is it? What's the mood of the mind? Early afternoon here in England. Still the morning in the USA, evening in Asia. How is it? This time in this place. Alert, sleepy. Excited, depressed, peaceful, without critical judgment. Just notice what's the mood like in this moment. And bringing attention to the posture, feeling the sensations of your spine, your neck, the head. Once again, without trying to sit up straight, just bringing attention to how the, the body is holding itself. Let awareness be brought to bear upon the feelings of your spine. It's tense and rigid. Let that awareness bring about a, a softening. See how it brings a, an easing, a relaxation. Or if the body is a bit slumped, listless, bringing awareness to, to the spine, let that be a, an encouragement, a source of 
the back straightening itself, growing and stretching a little, reaching its full natural extension. Then around the spine is the central axis of the body, letting awareness spread and include all the different areas of our body, face, shoulders and arms, hands, trunk of the body, our legs and our feet. Our whole physical form held within the space of awareness. And through that attuning, that knowing, letting that balance of energy and realization be established. Body settled, at ease, energetic. Feeling the rhythm of the breathing, bringing attention to that wherever the breath is most obvious. Feeling each in-breath, each out-breath. Feeling it, knowing it. Letting that be the center of attention to ground the uh, ground the attention in this present experience.
setting the intention, the attitude to be aware of this present reality, consciously laying aside the memories or plans, responsibilities, all of the demands of the world, our usual days, just put them aside for this short period of time. The world can wait. To open the heart to this present moment, this experience of the perceptual field. Here is the body, the rhythm of the breath, this moment. It's exactly this way. Notice when the mind makes its habitual judgments of, I'm getting lost again, I need to concentrate. I fell asleep then, I should wake up. Catch those waves of attitude and judgment. Catch them, know them. Use the capacity for wise reflection to consider that to look at that. My mind is chattering. I need to concentrate. I got lost again. Listening to that, feeling that, 
as we spell out those attitudes. Notice how strange or ridiculous that sense of owning, me the doer, me the owner. is a kind of absurdity. With wise reflection, that absurdity and strangeness around, these are my thoughts, my feelings, I should. That absurdity, that strangeness, that's the beginnings of insight, the beginnings of, of clarity, of vision. Whatever the, the drift of the mind might be, notice that. See those habits of self-creation around that. I got lost again. I'm so sleepy. Catch that, know that. There's a sleepy feeling. Who does it belong to? Is this me and mine? And then as that's seen through, let go of, the mind then returns to this central point, this quality of balance, awake, aware of this present reality. Or if there's a good quality of concentration, oh, my mind is really focused. Wow, I'm, I'm really alert. This is great. My mind isn't wondering at all. Fantastic. I'm really getting this together. Again, to reflect on how even wholesome qualities can get co-opted by self-view. I'm really getting this together. My meditation is going well. I think I've got the hang of this. I am, I have, I've got. Notice those. Use a capacity for wise reflection to illuminate the habits that are arising, taking shape. And that, that, that brightness of awareness, that clarity of awareness, dissolve those eye-making and mind-making, the self-creating habits. So there's still brightness and clarity, there's still a focus of attention, but without that me claiming ownership.
We focus upon the rhythm of the breathing, not because of some sacred or special quality of the breath, but mostly because it's a convenient reference point. Breath is always with us. As long as our bodies are alive, we're breathing. It's also subtle. It doesn't grab our attention, but it's ever-present if we turn attention to it. We can notice it, feel it. It's natural, non-personal. So we use that focusing upon the breath to help key the attention into the experience of the present reality. That's what it's for. So like if you're driving a car, you set the, the GPS to get to the destination. When you've arrived at the destination, then it tells you, you have reached your destination. You want to come to Amravati. Once you've arrived at Amravati, you don't have to want to come here anymore. You've arrived. So following the breath is like following the, the GPS. Once you've arrived at your destination, you don't need the GPS anymore. Or if you're on the train, looking at the, the numbers of the platforms and which, uh, which time the train is going, is going to get you to your desired destination. You go to the right platform, you get on the right trains, and you finally reach the place where you're going to. Once you've got there, you, then there's no need to be following the signs. You wanted to get to Berkhamsted, you got to Berkhamsted. You wanted to get to London Euston, you got to London Euston. So if the attention is grounded in the present, you don't have to want to get there. You don't have to have a flag that marks it because, in a way, you've already arrived there. So if the attention rests easily with the experience of the present, then there's no need to focus in a specific, particular way upon the breathing. We've reached our destination, as it were, of the present reality. So as and when the attention is settled, steady with the present, doesn't mean to say that we're not hearing or feeling or there's not a flow of sensation passing through the field of awareness, but the mind's not getting lost in it, not carried away, not distracted, not pulled apart in different directions. But as and when the attention rests easily in the present, we can then consciously expand the range of, of view, the field of experience, not just to be focusing on the breathing, but to open to the entire flow of perception. Other sensations of the body, the sounds we hear around us, modulations of the visual field, thoughts and emotions, memories and ideas that arise and pass away. So we're opening the, the field of awareness. So the whole of the present moment is the object of, of meditation. Ajahn Sumedho calls this the, uh, the point which includes. 
If we're just focused on one single object, like the breath, that's the point which excludes the rest of the field of experience is edited out, it's not being attended to. If the attention is steady and well-grounded, then we can open the field of attention to be the, the whole uh, field of, of perception, thought, that comprises the present moment experience. That's the object of meditation. The point which includes If the attention is steady enough, well-grounded, open the, the field of awareness in this way. So there's a quality of, of receptivity. The heart is accepting, receiving the different tones and patterns of the present experience, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, thought, receiving it, knowing it, letting it go. So the heart rests in that quality of awareness, being that very knowing quality, receiving all things, knowing all things, letting go of all things. Pleasant, painful, neutral, familiar, unfamiliar, the heart can be open to it all, to allow it to flow through this open, receptive quality of knowing. When we speak about insight, the insight of London Insight, then it involves this kind of openness of heart. Usually we're focused upon the content of experience. I like, I don't like, familiar, unfamiliar, inside, outside. The attention dwells upon the content of sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, and thought, emotion. When we open the heart to be receptive, acceptive in this way, there's a letting go of the content of experience to know the process of experiencing. So rather than I like or I don't like, it arises, it's known, it passes away. It's empty of a particular substance or solidity. Familiar and unfamiliar, arises, takes shape, passes away. Pleasant, painful, arises, takes shape, passes away. So the insight, the vipassana, the clarity of vision, is recognizing that when the, the process of experiencing is known and appreciated in this way, then there's a great freedom, a great ease that quality of awareness, it can know the pleasant, the painful, the neutral, and that ease is not shaken. 
We can know the agitated and the, the peaceful. The familiar and the unfamiliar. That which knows the agitated is not agitated. When the heart takes refuge in that quality of knowing, then it experiences a quality of great peace and great ease, great spaciousness. It's not identified with the content of experience, but it knows the nature of all experience is in a state of change. And that no pattern of experience can be something that makes us permanently and absolutely happy or complete. No matter how sweet or delightful a, an idea or a memory or a state of concentration might be, it can't stay, it can't sustain itself. It's necessarily impermanent, uncertain, changing. Similarly, that all, when the process of experiencing is appreciated in this way, then it's recognized that any sense of owning me the owner, me the doer, me the experiencer, the sense of I and me and mine is necessarily a, an impression, it's a convenient fiction. There's no permanent separate individual I that is the doer, the owner, the experiencer. So when the heart embodies this quality of awakened awareness, this knowing, receptivity, there's a boundlessness, an ease, a freedom. A peacefulness that is a, the natural result of that. That which knows the patterns of the world is not limited by those patterns. That which knows the world is not burdened by or limited by, defined by those patterns of the world. It knows them, it's aware of them, it's attuned to them, but it's not defined or limited by them. It's free, awake, limitless, bright. But if the mind is able to focus in the present, expand the range of, of vision to be inclusive of all experience in this way and to support that letting go of the content to know the process of experience, we can use these reflections on impermanence, change, upon unsatisfactoriness and upon not-self, ownerlessness as a way of loosening the grip of keeping that inner space open and free. Whether it's inside or outside, pleasant or painful, coarse or fine, far or near, all of it is impermanent, unsatisfactory, not-self. 
So there, and seeing that, knowing that, the result is letting go, non-grasping, freedom. If the, the mind is still un, unable to be settled in the present, is very agitated, busy, or unsettled, unfocused, and that's what we work with. So if we haven't reached our destination yet, we still need to keep our eye on the number of the platform. What's the destination of the train? What the, we haven't reached our destination yet, so we need to stay on track. So if there, there's still a lot of agitation or dullness, lack of steadiness of attention, then we continue to use the, the breath as an anchor, as a reference point. Each of us has to assess what is needed for us in, in each moment, what's appropriate to our particular situation. Wise reflection is also part of that assessment. Okay, I tried letting go of the breath and I was immediately, attention was whisked away, carried off into the past, the future, all over the place. Okay. Haven't reached our destination yet to so bring the attention back to the breath, back to the posture. Use that as the, as the grounding presence. It's a focal point because that's what's needed at this time. 